Catholic business professionals. Networking. Opportunities. Sharing the Catholic faith. Giving back to the church community. In Catholic business, principle matters. Do you typically see the glass as half full or half empty? More importantly, how do you think others would describe you? Or how do they view you? As an optimist or a pessimist? Welcome back to Principal Matters, and thank you for joining us today. This is Mark Meyer, together with Michael Olin, and today we'll be discussing being a joyful Catholic professional. As always, let's begin Principal Matters with a prayer. Michael? Thank you, Mark. In the name of the Father, Father, and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. O Lord, as I experience success in different ways, I pray I will always give you the glory. Keep my head level. Help me not to become bloated with pride and false importance. It is so easy to feed on the sweetness of compliments rather than on the hard corners of your truth. God, build up my self-control as I am protected from the desire to stuff my ego with empty words. I pray that you see me as a person of substance and integrity. Let my honor come from my association with the King of Kings. Amen. Amen. Well, Michael, today we'll be discussing what it means to be joyful. And by the way, we're not speaking about happiness, which is much different than joy. So let's begin as we always do. <laughs> With definition. the definition. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but before we do, um, speaking about happiness versus joy, Michael, did you hear about the middle-aged woman who had a heart attack and was taken to the hospital? No. Well... While on the operating table, she had a near-death experience. And seeing God, she asked, is my time up? And God said, no. You have another 43 years, two months, eight days, and six hours to live. And upon hearing this, the woman decided to stay in the hospital and get a facelift, liposuction, and a tummy tuck. I think I know her name. <laughs> let's not go there but she even had someone change her hair color okay now since she had so much more time to live she figured she'd make the most out of it in any event she was released from the hospital and while walking across the street to the parking lot she got hit by a car and died arriving in front of god she demanded i thought you said i had another 43 years to live why didn't you pull me out of the path of that car? And God said, well, I didn't recognize you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and there's so much. So many times. Exactly. So truthful. And, and that talks, you know, and it speaks to me about <laughs> happiness versus joy, because so many times in our culture today, there's so much confusion about happiness versus joy. And according to Merriam-Webster, happiness is the state of well-being and contentment or a pleasurable or satisfying experience. Happiness is a feeling of pleasure and enjoyment because of your life, situation, or event. Joy, on the other hand, is the exhibition, expression, or emotion that is evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. So as I see it, the real difference is one that is driven by the heart the soul and love itself and could you say mark then that either happy or joy would be related to a short lived or long lived absolutely that's absolutely it's more about time but think of this for, uh, for a moment happiness 
is a response or reaction to something that happens that brings us pleasure. Like, give you an example, eating ice cream, right? That can bring happiness to many, right? Um, or receiving a promotion at work it can make you happy. But simply put, happiness is often derived from material goods mm-hmm. or wealth or consumption. Joy, on the other hand, is much more intense. It's longer lasting, it's more exuberant than happiness and not dependent upon material goods or wealth. We all know that a rich and powerful man might very well be happy due to his material wealth and his possessions that it brings. But it is a fact that if he is wealthy and he has a lot of material possessions, it doesn't necessarily make him a joyful person. And we've seen that many times throughout so, our life. So a lot is in the happiness state. It's it's it's, it's human created. If it's it's materialistic. That's right. Based. That's right. And, and a lot of what humans can create happiness, but joy is created by by the good Lord uh, uh, from up and above, and it's within that's a, it fills your heart. That's correct. And you know, even going back as far as Aristotle. He had pointed out that any amount of material goods could never be adequate enough to satisfy the infinite longings of our human hearts. Mm-hmm. For me, I like to think of the difference that happiness is usually short-lived, as you were mm-hmm. alluding to earlier, while joy is more long-term in nature. And think about, as an example, just how easily happiness is taken away from us in times of trial or tribulation or hardship or need. Or you could look at it this way. Pleasure is in the body. Happiness is in the mind and with feelings. Whereas joy is deep in the heart, the spirit, the center of the self. And Mark, it's, it, in saying that, I've, I mean, I've heard, the, I guess, kind of the analogy or, or the example of your heart, and, and we have a void there, and filling it with happiness comes and goes. And so it, it's short-lived, or it's, it's, it's each moment, and we got to depend on things to happen to actually have happiness, whereas if we, sh- I guess, reach out and strive towards having joy, we fill that void in our heart with something full of that's always there, and it's and it and it's it's more consistent and it's not based upon anybody else or anything else happening. It's That's based correct. upon the good Lord and who we are within. And so we don't depend on outside of our bodies to actually create a, a, a positive or happy moment in our life, which is, is is really why what we live to do and what the good Lord wants us to do is to exist in a joyful way. That's right, exactly. And Archbishop. Fulton Sheen, if you remember him, he, he might have distinguished it best when he said, joy is not the same as pleasure or happiness. A wicked and evil man may have pleasure, while any ordinary mortal is capable of being happy. Pleasure generally comes from things and always through the senses. Happiness comes from humans through fellowship. Joy comes from loving God and neighbor. Pleasure is quick and violent like a flash of lightning. Joy is steady and abiding like a fixed star. Pleasure depends on external circumstances such as money, food, travel, etc. Joy is independent of them. 
for it comes from a good conscience and love of God. So to summarize, Archbishop Sheen said, joy comes from loving God and neighbor. So one would think that we would best learn how to be joyful from attending mass or from being educated in a Catholic school or from Bible study or church-sponsored events. Anything where the love of God is front and center. Well, it seems, you know, in that last sentence, I think it was joy comes from love. And that's what I took out of, of, of a lot of what you just said was the joy and equivalence of getting joy through love, which is what we're called to do each and every day by the Lord. Well, you're listening to Michael O'Lynn and Mark Meyer, Principal Matters. And if you get a chance and you hadn't heard the first part and you're joining us, please go visit our website, principalmatters.org. There was no single event. It was more gradual. You know, eventually you just don't go one Sunday and then you don't go two Sundays in a row. Then went through a divorce and um, ended up being a single parent. If I didn't have church or God, I, I, I would be back at that lonely stage, that trouble stage. Whenever you get anxious and worry about things, you just know that Jesus has it under control. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org. This is Principal Matters. Welcome back. This is Mark Meyer together with Michael O'Lynn, and we're sharing and exploring ways to integrate and incorporate Catholic-based principles into the workplace and beyond. In this episode, we're talking about being a joyful Catholic professional. And before the break, we were kind of starting to discuss what does it mean to be joyful versus being happy or having pleasure. And joy being the equivalent of love. That's right. So to say, which is what we feel we're called to do. That's right. Or our existence. Or, or love itself begetting joyfulness. Joy. Or do we get one from the other or they're both together? Right. And also we were talking about, and can we then, since, since love is centered around God, can we then expect to find joy within our own Catholic church parishes? Um, well, then you're looking inside humans. Exactly. in the human element. So then what leads us to this happiness. Word. Right. Well, but again. If we let it. Again, if we you know, when you go to church and you go to mass or you go to church-sponsored events, um, typically things are, are God-centered. Mm-hmm. And so you would think joy would emanate from that. But to be brutally honest, and again, I'm generally speaking, I have never really associated my Catholic um, church or even my faith with being joyful. And, and I'll tell you why. Oftentimes, I've actually experienced the opposite, to be honest. I would even go as far as to say that my personal experience until recently has largely been one where I was struggling to find true joy. And I didn't find it in our church. And true to some degree, I was also confusing, as we talked about in the first segment, joy with happiness. But I couldn't help but think there are many others who are probably experiencing this as well and feeling the same way. Case in point, have you ever seen the Catholics Come Home commercial? Yes. Oh, yes. it's a beautiful commercial. I, I really job. like it. It makes me proud to be Catholic. Good marketing. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the better ones we've put together. I, I, I agree. And by the way, if you Google the word Catholics, the first thing that comes up is Catholics come home. Um, just thought that would 
that was a little interesting point. But in any event, undoubtedly, this is a great cause, and I too want folks to come back home being a cradle Catholic. But do you ever stop and wonder why they're leaving in the first place? Even more important in my judgment, once they leave, why aren't they coming home? Michael, make no mistake, I understand there are some folks that no matter what is done, they will never be joyful or even leave the church because it doesn't, nor will never provide them with what they are looking for. But what about the folks who have been hurt by members of the church? What about, and I'm not talking about just the clergy, I'm talking about parishioners, Mm -hmm. lay folks, people like us who can be standoffish or downright rude. I mean, think about this for a second. When you're at church on Sunday, just sit in your car for a second, slow down, don't be in a hurry to leave church, and just watch the parking lot and see what happens. Try to get out the parking lot. Oh, no. Yeah. Where is the joy in that? And, you know, and, and considering, you know, where, where's, you know, where are we acting like Jesus? Even right when we leave Mass and the Eucharist is still in our bodies. So for me, I've always loved the Catholic Church and our faith. I know it's the truth. I know it's the one, the holy, apostolic, universal church. And I full well understand that we don't go to Mass or attend church-sponsored events to be patted on the back or to be entertained or fulfilled or made joyful by virtue of participation alone in the Mass. Rather, we are there to give praise and thanks, to seek forgiveness and grace, and to share in the greatest sacrifice and sacrament that is in the Eucharist. In part, I do think that's where the confusion comes in, though, or the disenchantment, if you will. It can be, begin for some as they may not understand this view as to what the Mass is truly about mm-hmm. or share that way that they're going for entertainment purposes because that's what our secular world is teaching us. And then there might be another group who might be somewhat more justified, as it were. What if the church they attend promotes or provides an environment in mass that unreasonably distracts them from worship or has bad liturgy or it fails to feed their soul? Then for them, the church may not be a place of joy. And Mark, I think some t- I mean, you're right on because I think a lot of times people are looking for joy, but they mistake joy with happiness. And then they're dependent on something to fulfill right. that happiness, which might be maybe the music, which is a lot of times some of the other faiths out there, they have these, these, these <laughs> certain types of music in their uh, services that they perform on the weekends. And then also I think a lot of times as, 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 as Catholics, you know, I go back and reflect on what you're saying about finding joy or happiness in, in a parish and in, in an organization or in church itself or from other parishioners. And it gets back to what we started the first segment on about finding joy and being full of joy with looking to one place to get joy, which is the Lord. You know, and that's where, and, and my, my personal self, and I think we, we just talked about that prior to the show, was a lot of my joy as I experience this is something that I can count on is it's adoration. That's right. It's going to adoration and being in his presence 
And what a greater joy when I'm going through a tough time, struggles, and, and trying to... Reverent worship. Yeah, reverent. And then I, I'm so happy when I come out of there and the joy. And you mentioned about trying to get out of the parking lot after mass. <laughs> I mean, that's worse than an LSU football game. You know? <laughs> it is. It I is. Mean, it's terrible. Everybody speed demons out. It doesn't matter the well, age. They're hitting the gas. Well, and you were talking about what other churches do, such as their music. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of important here. Because um, what came to mind just now when I was thinking about that were, is the televangelists, such as Joel Osteen or Rick Warren or Joyce Meyer. And, and, and I wonder, you know, so often why when I talk to fellow Catholics or even former Catholics, um, why is it that these type of folks are much more appealing to many of our former adherents? In my mind, it's partly because of their definition of joy and what they're expecting mm-hmm. or possibly even on a lesser scale happiness, right? As, yeah. as we defined it, but, and surely, you know, they mostly preach prosperity gospel or the name it and claim it gospel. The um, feel good, the feel good, the feel good without, cause they never talk about the negative. No. Um, oh, but in, in my judgment, what they really are is motivational speakers who, 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 who talk about God, right? Right. Um, and, and so they invoke God's name, but in any case, I know people who love watching those programs and I know people who have left our church and now go to healing place or new song or Jimmy Swagger. Um, I also know people who go to both. (laughs) I know people who go to the Catholic church to receive the sacraments, the truth, but then they go to the others to receive inspiration, motivation, and yes, even to receive happiness or their version of joy. And so in my view, the Catholic Church is failing in this regard. Whether you're there to get it or not, we're failing in that regard. And, and I'm not alone in this. Pope Francis understands this. In his apostolic exhortation entitled, The Joy of the Gospel, not the sadness or the sorrowfulness, the joy of the gospel. In fact, in his apostolic exhortation, joy is mentioned over a hundred times. And I highly recommend all Catholics to read it. In part, the pontiff even went as far to state, some live as part of the greater church community, but stoke a spirit of exclusivity, creating an inner circle. Instead of belonging to the whole church, in all its rich variety, they belong to this or that group, which thinks itself different or special. And where's the joy in that? And I'll go one step further. On May 18th this year, at the opening of the annual General Assembly of Bishops in Rome, Pope Francis told the Catholic bishops, at this moment of history, when we often are surrounded by discouraging news, by local and international situations that make us experience affliction and tribulation, in this framework that truly is not comforting, our vocation as Christians and bishops is to go against the tide. The Holy Father went on further to state bishops and all Catholics with them are called to be joyful witnesses of the risen Christ in order to transmit joy and hope to others. It's awful, he said, to meet a bishop, priest, or religious who is beaten down, unmotivated, or exhausted. He is like a dry well where the people cannot find water to quench their thirst. So in light of Pope Francis's prior statement, I would expand that to include all Catholics. It's awful to meet any Catholic who is not joyful. 
So please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to conclude our discussion on being a joyful Catholic professional and provide some ideas and thoughts on how we can become more joyful. You're listening to Principal Matters on Catholic Community Radio. Many support a woman's right to choose, but sadly, few know the consequences of those choices. The Catholic Medical Association supports your right to know. Women who have had an abortion are at higher risk for complications in future pregnancies, especially premature birth and low birth weight of their children. This puts their babies at risk for breathing problems, feeding problems, infections, heart problems, anemia, and eye problems. To find out more, visit cathmed.org. Welcome back to Principal Matters. This is Michael O'Lynn along with Mark Meyer, and you're joining us in our third segment of our show, Being a Joyful Catholic Professional. And Mark, you ended the last segment on quite a long note, but the, <laughs> the last sentence really took my wind, and I wanted to repeat it to bring it back in. But I also want to, anybody who's just joining us now can go out and visit the website principalmatters.org to catch the first two segments so they're not caught short of what we're going into. Right. And the last sentence was, it's awful to meet any Catholic who is not joyful. Yeah, I know. And I, I mean, oh my God. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm not facing a mirror right now. Uh, but, you know, well, you know, and life was not intended by God to be a joyless ordeal. Um, as much as it might surprise some of us, it's actually God's desire for us to experience joy. Yeah, I think that's what we exist, not to suffer. He wants us. I mean, that's true. We're his children. You know, joy is an act of relating to God with vulnerable, unselfconscious gratitude for the good gifts he gives. Joy comes when we experience and acknowledge God's love and care for us, when we allow ourselves to express our gratitude for his love with great energy. In Psalm 66, I won't quote it, but it certainly invites us to experience joy. So read that one. I will. <laughs> so so when we when we were ending the last segment though we were talking about you know how can we become more joyful well first and foremost uh recall from the first segment what archbishop sheen said he said joy comes from loving god and neighbor so of course we all remember matthew chapter 26 verse 36 to 40 when the pharisee asked jesus teacher what commandment in the law is the greatest And he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is just like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. Now, couple that with John chapter 15, verse 11 and 12, where Jesus said, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete (laughs) that that's a lot to think about so this is my commandment love one another as i love you and these two passages do in fact say the same exact thing just from two different perspectives Mm -hmm. so the question is if we love god with all our heart soul and mind how can we also love ourselves and our neighbors as well (laughs) Consider this, God is not a person that we love. Rather, he is love. So, and God's spirit resides in every single human being. And therefore, to love others is to love God. This is our purpose 
as spiritual beings in human form. So to love brings joy. And in John 15, Jesus told us that. It gets right back in the circle. You're right. Love and joy. It's one and the same. And it's, it's loving him brings joy to each one of us, which in turn helps us to love each other. Exactly. So, so here becomes a question. So as we start off this segment, we were saying, how can we become more joyful? So really the question now becomes, so how can we better love God and neighbor so we can be more joyful, <laughs> right? And we can show our love through our appropriate use and sharing of our resources, our finances, our time, our talents. Secondly, to love God is to have a relationship with him. We cannot love anyone absent a relationship. How often do you speak with those you really love? Pretty much every day, right? Yeah. If not every hour sometimes. Or you think of them. That's very right. Very frequent. More importantly, not that you talk to them or interact with them, but they're always on your mind, someone that you love. Exactly. So what about God? That's, how, that's what prayer is all about. We have our relationship with God through prayer. That's correct. So the more we love him, the more we pray. So I dare say that constant, humble, reverent prayer brings joy. Thirdly, being grateful for all things brings joy. Mm-hmm. And I believe I shared this story before, but I'll share it again. And Mike, you, you were with me at Manresa, Father Joseph Tetlow. Mm-hmm. He was born in New Orleans in 1930, and that makes him 85 years old. In any event, he's considered one of the world's most leading experts on Ignatian spirituality. And he's a world-renowned spiritual director. He's directed at Montserrat in Dallas. Um, I think it's in Lake Dallas, Texas. Anyway, we had the distinct pleasure of having him serve as our uh, retreat master earlier this year at Manresa. Well, the Tetlow made the statement that discernment of God's will is very simple. So I perked up (laughs) and said, okay, tell me this, because I've struggled. He said there are three things necessary to discern God's will. Be joyful, be grateful, and pray constantly. Well, what did we just say? If you pray, you're loving God. That brings joy. And I said, well, what else brings joy? If you be grateful, that brings joy. So joy is automatic. It's really down to the two. Be grateful and pray constantly. And it's so simple, but yet so complicated. <laughs> you know, think about it. I mean, it's life simple. How come good. we live like we live? And how come we're not joyful all the time? You know, and, and that gets to the simple of all the complications that we have that we bring into our lives when we depend on each other to make ourselves happy. Absolutely. And I, so, I was also, you know, doing some research. I think we're almost out of time. But, um, you know, St. Philip. Neri, he's the patron saint of joy, by the way, ah, in case you're wondering in case you're wondering who to pray to for joy. Um, but also joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Huh. So pray to the Holy Spirit. Ask them for the fruits and for those gifts um, to bring joy into your life if you're having difficulty finding it. But I, I can tell you, like you've always said about adoration, you know, being with that Eucharist, <laughs> that is amazing. Um, you know, adoration, um, or be it in mass. It's so simple, too, because it is within, and it, and, and it gets back to it's that statement, it's awful to meet any Catholic 
All right, well, joyful. time to end the show. Oh. Thank you for joining us today, and we're going to end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the so, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, help us to live in your joy and peace. Give us strength and understanding to resist anxiety, anger, envy, depression, bitterness, hopelessness, loneliness, fear, and guilt. In accordance with the scriptures, rescue us when our spirit is overwhelmed within us or our heart is distressed. We pray with humble hearts and thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Principal Matters is a production of Catholic Community Radio.